That's Questionable, a podcast exploring religion, asking difficult questions, and encouraging honesty. You can join the conversation at thatsquestionable.com, That's Questionable podcast on Instagram, or at thatsquestionable on Twitter. Welcome to That's Questionable, the podcast. Here today with my friends Nathan and David. Hello. We've, we've got Hello. questions. How's it going? Question, I do have a yeah. question. Well, I'll, I'll a ask little, it. Let's have a little talk first. Let's yeah, okay. catch up. Let's converse. Let's do that. Yeah. Converse, talk about things. Yeah. <laughs> These things that are going on. Yeah. What's new? Um, yeah, I'm, I am... Uh, I'm, ODing on election coverage. So, I mean, I know this will date this podcast, but everybody that listens to it will know, you know, what, what we're talking about. So we're less than a week away. They come to this podcast for dating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a dating podcast. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's really questionable. Um, yeah, so it's I'm just a little bit burned out on all that. So, yeah. Hopefully it'll be over soon. Yeah. Nathan? Man, I'm doing good. Yeah, the election is in, um, what, four days, five days? Something like that. Already voted, early voted, right here. Cast my vote. It's done. I've been, I've done voted. So uh, we're excited about that. That's the first time ever in my life I've early voted before. So that was the first for me. Wow. Yeah, I've, I voted too. So, yeah. yeah, I'm not quite as excited about it as you are. But. I am very excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all voted last a week ago, Monday. Yeah. I think got the family together. We all went and yeah. voted. They were out of stickers. They were? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah. That means a lot of people voted. Yeah. So, the, the numbers have been amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So are we, are we seem to be struggling to come up with stuff to uh, chat about. Converse so, about. Yeah. Mm. Let's hope we do better with the question. <laughs> <laughs> well, we did talk for a while before we... Yeah. Yeah, so that's, yeah we did. Yeah. We that's did. true. Yeah. So um, how to word this question. Let, let, I'll just say, uh, are Christians... The persecuted minority. What do you mean? Well, it's a position, and uh, uh, and maybe I should clarify a little bit. I, it's a that was a very broadly stated question. Um, there is a a faction of Christianity uh, who f- definitely is convinced that they are persecuted that the world is against them and that they are this minority that is just uh that everybody hates Mm. uh and i don't think that that's that is i i wouldn't describe that as the broader christian Mm -hmm. uh faith uh but but i know that a number of them and and it's a you know if you're, if this is your first time listening to us, then, uh, you know, sorry, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, we, we all come out of an evangelical Christian background, yeah. which very much ad- ad- adheres to that thought. Um, and so I would say, um, are they right to think that? 
David, uh, you say things. Yeah. So that that's that's uh, that's hard for me. I, I think in some respects, I think they think that. Um, you know, I'm sitting there going, I wonder how much that they bring on themselves. You know, it's kind of like you 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 you, you, you know. I think that there's a point at which you can create your own persecution by how extreme you are. And, and you know, there are, there are definitely a group of people that, that are against Christianity, but I would say to consider them first off a minority, um, I, I wouldn't say that. I mean, I'm not saying the majority of the people in the, in the country are, are Christians or evangelical Christians. But I think, as far as religious groups go, they are they are a large one of the larger groups of, of religious, mm-hmm. you know, uh, communities. And so, you know, I, I think they may think that they are, but um, I, I don't think that they are. Yeah, I never understood what they actually thought they were being prosecuted for. Persecuted or persecuted, not prosecuted. They didn't go to. They hadn't gone to court yet. Right. Uh, but persecuted, what do you, I mean, what are they feeling? What's the, I've heard it. I've heard like, oh my gosh, we're, you know, like, um, like they're afraid the government's going to take away their rights to go to church on Sunday morning. I mean, which is completely crazy, you know, for the, for the fact that, you know, I don't know anybody who cares that they go to church. I think a lot of times, I think the argument is over the fact that they just don't want specific views shoved down their throat, meaning they don't want evangelicals forcing their views and beliefs on other them on them. Just hey, don't I'm fine if you're over there. Just do your thing, but don't force. Don't tell me I have to do that. I always feel like, you know, is, do they think that's the persecution? You know that. People are speaking up and telling them to, you know, hey, you know, go do your own thing and keep to yourself. I mean, is that it? Might be. I, I think they, they try to impose their beliefs. And when they get pushed back, they call that persecution. Yeah, that, that's got to be it. Now, if you're talking about prosecution, that's usually tax fraud. <laughs> yeah. Usually tax fraud, but let's yeah, we'll stay away right. from that. Yeah, that's right. How much tithing did you get this past year? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, 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 you know, you hear that a lot. Like people, um, people think they're somehow their rights, their rights or their freedom of faith is going to be taken away. Um, growing up in, 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 as an evangelical Christian, I, I never saw it one time ever, never saw it one time. Every time I ever saw anything being referenced, it was always the hypothetical, of what could potentially happen. And then it was always referenced to some verse in the Bible, like when the Israelites were in, uh, you know, in Babylon and Daniel or something like that. Like, see, look, they, you know, um, although I think that's actually a story where they actually allowed them to continue to practice their <laughs> things. But then you have Daniel in the lion's den where it's a situation to where they reference that, you know, Ed uh, and Nebuchadnezzar tells them, hey, you know, I'm going to erect a statue and everybody needs to bow down to it. And of course, we know how the story goes. Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, they don't. And they're in, you know, I guess there entails the persecution. 
that comes from that. So, but somehow that's being translated into evangelicals' lives now here in the United States. Yeah, I mean, they make the connections. Yeah, I don't know. It's it feels to me, seems to me, appears to me uh, that a more accurate way to describe it would be that they are the oppressive minority. Uh, they're not persecuted at all. They're the persecutors. They're the they're the the small group of people who uh, want to impose their thoughts, their uh, customs, their beliefs on everyone else, yeah. and that it uh, you know they they would tell you that it's uh, it it's from God. It's divine. It it that of course this is how it should be. And so I, I don't, you know, it, it's always seemed to me, and I agree with, with uh, what both of you have said uh, so far. It's, you know, it, that's, that's the way I've experienced it. But it, it always seems to me that they, uh, you know, it's a story they're telling themselves mm-hmm. and trying to sell to others while uh, doing the exact opposite. You know, this... Um, just this righteousness that that no one else has this elite uh relationship that they have that god speaks through them and and should uh should be running all of our lives yeah i know uh, you know we we've addressed christian leaders enough you know but um i do uh but uh i do i do on several occasions, remember being in church and having a pastor say, you know, I fully expect to someday be thrown in jail for speaking the truth, you know. Uh, and, you know, I've often heard churches talk about someday, you know, they're going to try to make it illegal, uh, you know, some kind of, I guess, affirmative action thing or something where, you know, somebody who, you know, is Islamic comes into your church and tries to get a job and, if you don't hire them, then somehow that's discrimination, and you know the pastor can be thrown in jail. I've heard, I've heard all of that, you know, from from pastors, multiple pastors, and so I think there definitely is um, is a belief there in that. But Jim, your your point is really interesting because that they they are continuing to press agenda issues politically. They continue to press to to make their religious beliefs predominant. Get prayer back in school, you know. Put the Ten Commandments out there to do all these things and to fight gay marriage and all the different social issues that they fight against. Uh, and then the second somebody comes back and says, "You know what? You're, that's not loving what you're doing," then all of a sudden they're being persecuted. Well, hey, that's what the Bible says. That's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You're persecuting me because of because of what I believe. And it, it's just, you know, as much as, uh, and this is not everybody, but as, as much as people want to say that, you know, we're doing this in love, it doesn't, it really isn't very loving the way they handle, you know, a lot of that. And, and if you act that way towards other people, then uh, of course people are going to push back. But that sure doesn't mean you're persecuted. Mm-hmm. Give me a break. Yeah, it just means somebody disagrees with you. Yeah. Yeah. 
hard to imagine the uh, officials who attend your church coming and taking you to jail for <laughs> speaking. <laughs> the, well, I think that's yeah. the South, though, and and, yeah. and they a lot of times they current day they they point to things like the bakers in Oregon, and you know they refuse to make a cake. Uh, I guess I'm of the opinion that you know the best thing to do is for people just not to shop there. That's the best way to. And I don't, I don't agree that people if if they have a religious belief not to do something, I'm you know I, I'm okay with that. I mean, you know if they're coming in just shopping, if a if a gay couple's coming in and shopping, then they obviously should be able to buy whatever they want. But if they're asking that person to design a cake and all that. You know, I think there is a point at which they should be allowed to practice their religion, just like you know the the customers should be able to practice their choice economically and say we're going to shop someplace else. That's the best way to vote is with your dollars. I think. You don't look like you agree with me, Jim. Uh no, <clears throat> that you are misinterpreting that look. Okay. Um, It'd be I'm, okay if you were. I'm okay with. Oh, that. I know. Yeah, I won't block you. No, I'm just thinking. <laughs> I'm just that. As that, I have been blocked right, recently. That, that painful look you saw on my face was me thinking. <laughs> it didn't hurt that bad. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Just, uh, just thinking that through. You know, it's. And we've. <clears throat> the last episode that we recorded, we talked about, about choice. And uh, I very much feel like, you know, we, we, we are free. We, we are fortunate to live, uh, or historically anyway, to live in a free country where we get to make decisions mm-hmm. like that. And, and I think that's important. Um, I was just thinking through it. I haven't even landed anywhere, so I hate to babble on at this point, but, um, not a reference to Nebuchadnezzar. <laughs> Blonde. Ah, uh, that's good. Um, yeah, uh, I I think that's that's a good thought. You know, we we do get to choose where we purchase things, and mm-hmm. um, you know, I don't know. I guess the wh- I guess where my my question is, and and uh, I, I'm, you guys are going to have to fill in here while I continue the thought process is, but it is, is refusing to do business for someone whose lifestyle you disagree with practicing religion. Um, you know, especially, you know, in this conversation, we're talking about persecution. <laughs> it's like, so anyway, well, well whenever, whenever that story came out, I, you know, I really identified as a Christian, and my first my first thought was I I would not do what they did, but also, you know, I don't support their decision, but I I, I support their right to make that decision. Yeah, yeah. I, like I said, I, yeah. I don't disagree. Just, but but I I agree with you. I, I think. You know, if you really want to practice and, and spread your religious beliefs, you should love other people. And, yeah. and you know, we've talked about that before, but love is the key. You don't attract people, you know, uh, yeah. by being hateful to them. Yeah. 
I mean, you could always put a pamphlet in the cake. <laughs> it's a track. So if you guys watch like the, the uh, kind of, you know, brought me to something else. If you guys watch the, uh, the family on Netflix, the documentary, I haven't seen that. Is that the, yes, that's the, the, the like, uh, how the evangelicals are intertwined within the political. System. Yeah. 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 So I, I think when you, when you watch the documentary and, and there's a whole, you know, school of thought there and a real well, I guess really a movement or a, or a push for, you know, dominion theology. That is, mm-hmm. you know, where, uh, they, they want to be the top of the government. They want to be the top of business. They want to be, you know, in all air arts, they want to be in all areas. It's a, I think it's called the seven mountains mandate where they, there's seven different, I don't remember what they all are, but they, they want to be the, you know, the top of all those mountains and, and when you try to do that, if that's what your goal is, I don't know that you can ever claim to be, and I believe that's what their goal is. I, I really believe that because I think that's why the evangelicals are so involved in politics. And I think that's how the moral majority started. I think that's where Falwell got involved in it. And now you've seen all these other leaders, you know, um, you know, really, really push that. I, I, I just think whenever you are doing that, then... It's tough to claim persecution. I think you said it's like it's disagreement. Why can't we disagree? Yeah, why not? Without them, them calling it persecution. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I and and to be quite honest, I think that uh, the whole conversation of being prosecuted. Uh, why do I keep saying that? Persecuted um, is is that um, I just think it's a way to rally the troops. Hmm. You know, a lot of times I think that that just creates. They've realized that fear. I mean, we've talked about this in politics, but fear creates unity. You know, fear, fear creates, you know, going back to Rene Girard, you know, it's just, it creates everybody to kind of rally around and find a scapegoat, a scapegoat to be able to lash out to, to go, that's the reason why everything's wrong and everything. And, you know, and, and I think saying we're the, the, the persecuted minority you know, as evangelical Christians, we're staying up for the truth and everybody wants to tear us down and strip that from us because because they're from the world and they they hate the light and they're of the darkness. I think those are all just catchphrases to try to strike to try to strike unity within groups of people. So um, I don't think any of it's true. I mean, I don't think, uh, you know outside of a few individual cases, you cannot find anywhere in the United States that I've ever seen. I was a Christian for 90% of my life and I never once saw an ounce of persecution from somebody who wasn't a Christian. Never saw it. Never saw anybody who it was done to them. You know, like I said, I'm sure there's people out there that can go, Oh, well, let me give you my example. Sure, there might be individual things where two individual people disagree and the other one's trying to belittle. But, like, there are no churches in the United States right now that I know of, even evangelical churches, where people are standing in front of that church protesting and trying to block people from walking into that. You know, in fact, I would say that the biggest churches in the United States have some of the most political and monetary power um, that, uh, that way more than you would think they would. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that they have positions in high up government 
you know, like that family is. And I think that there's a lot of, they have a lot of persuasive power. Um, um, but uh, so when it comes to persecution, I just think it's a rally cry. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it comes back to what I was, was thinking earlier. Uh, you know, I, I, I see him as the oppressive. Yes. You know, I see him, they, they want to, they want to be on top of, of all these uh, mountains and running everything. But, you know, it's very, very small mm-hmm. amount of, of folks, mm-hmm. I think. And, and they, uh, I don't know, that's not the, that's not the America, the United States that I know and yeah. love and, you know, appreciate. Yeah, you know, um, I think it really does a disservice to those people in our society who really are persecuted. I think that's what's um, that's what really gets me is there are people that really are being persecuted. There are people there that you know out there um, that 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 struggle every day. I mean, can't find jobs because of their skin color or their or their sexual orientation or or their their identity sexual identity or gender identity or or whatever there's people every day that are persecuted for that there are religions in this country that are persecuted against um, but it's not christianity i mean for a long time it was catholicism was was you know discriminated against and and certainly you know islam uh you know all all i can tell you is that since 9-11 if you're I had this happen in an airport a couple of years ago. I was in an airport and um, um, was, you know, there was a, a guy there that had his prayer map, mat, and he, you know, at a certain time of day, he, he started praying and people were vis- were uncomfortable. And yet I, I get up and I walk to the, to the restaurant there and grab something to eat and people pray at their table and, and nobody thinks anything of it. And so, uh, you know, is that persecution on the on the on the guy who's praying, who's who's Muslim? You know, uh, I don't know that that's would be identified as persecution, but um, certainly he is frowned upon and whatever you want to call it. You know, but I just I just think that it's ridiculous for Christians to think they're being persecuted. There may be a day when they are. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying that can't happen. But it's it's certainly not now. And if they are at a particular time, my guess is it's because they caused it by their actions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I I I would doubt, highly doubt that 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 day will ever come. I think that uh, I think that that if there comes a day uh, when they aren't in power that those that replace them in power will be far more tolerant and far more loving than they have been. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I think it, I think it'll shock them. (laughs) I really do. I think that, I think part of the fear that you were talking about, Nathan, is that fear that, that we'll get treated the way we've treated other people. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. Which, which comes back to, you know, what, what you said, David, you know, there are people that are really, really persecuted against and man those are there are some questions in all of that that i would love to talk about but um we're gonna need to to get some some people 
other than us to talk about it. Yeah. You know, I think we are vastly unqualified to Mm -hmm. talk about those things, but I agree. Uh, but that would be, there's some questions there. I would love to, to explore too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, (laughs) gosh, I've never seen, you know, you've, you've said that a few times I've never seen, I've never seen. Yeah. There's so many things we haven't seen because of, uh, because we did grow up in the evangelical church, you know, we were, you know, we are, uh, three white men living in America. I mean, how much, how much more advantage could we have? I mean, living in, in Nashville. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, yeah. So let me, let me kind of ask another question. So, um, with the aggressiveness of evangelical Christianity right now and the way they're trying to influence politics and, and their support of certain political can- candidates. Um, do you guys see a backlash? Uh, I've, I've even heard some, some people say on a couple of podcasts and don't know that I agree with this, but maybe I just haven't thought through it enough, but um, that there's going to be a backlash against Christianity, especially with the young people, that they're going to just decide, yeah, whatever that is, I don't, I don't, I don't want it. Yeah, uh, I, I would, I'm, I see it, I see it now, um, not, not on a, you know, not personally on a large scale, but, but enough, mm-hmm. uh, enough with people that I interact with on a regular basis and backlash. I I would, uh, I would use the soft term of that, meaning not necessarily, Hey, we're coming after you. Uh, I don't, like I said a minute ago, I I don't think that's going to happen, but I do see, I do see people, especially young people falling away from it. Mm -hmm. You know, the society becoming more secular. Yeah. Just, just well. And even, uh, I don't think, I know my, my, uh, grown children, um, would not identify as Christian based on, uh, their experience. Yeah. You know, they don't identify as that because the, the, the people that they know that, you know, words mean something. Yeah. And, uh, and so that, those, those terms and that language and all of that is unhealthy to them. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm not saying that, that they don't, uh, that they aren't spiritual at all, that they don't have their own belief system and, um, or any of that. I'm just saying those terms and the, that lifestyle, that language, they want no part of it. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. It was kind of funny the other day we were sitting there eating, eating dinner and somebody brought up the term Christian and Audrey goes, what's a Christian? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it was just, it was just interesting (laughs) thing. But, but uh, there's my almost eight year old daughter. So, um, you know, it was, you know, we, we found that as a positive note that, uh, um, we just found that positive. So, but, uh, there was a, um, article that I just read a couple days ago and it's funny that we're talking about this because, it was talking about that every time a religion aligns itself with a political party, that that religion dies. Hmm. Um, and you can go back through history 
and they referenced uh, that the Church of uh, the Church of England aligned itself with one of the political parties. I think during World War One, I. I can't remember. Uh, and then they show this. Per- they show the. Uh, the the degrading line of people who fall away with that and their explanation was is once a and, and, you know and I'm gonna just come out and say it so we have the right we have uh, evangelical Christianity who's aligned themselves with the uh, you know fundamentalist right uh, geo you know the Republican right in this country and and um, so what happens is is as new people come up young people falling yeah. away. They start to see and associate the things that are done politically with that religious view. So, you know, as people get older and they see things, they'll go, hey, so you're saying that evangelical Christianity puts children in cages that come over the border. And those associations attach themselves and they never go away. It doesn't matter how bad, you know, any president or politician wants to spin anything. That putting children in cages is now attached itself with evangelicalism. And we're okay with that. We're going to build a wall. We're going to build a border. We're going to punish those who are coming over. And we're going to make life miserable for them because, by God, they'll never come into our country unless we let them in. And so people will go, that's evil. And then they'll associate evangelicalism with that evil act. Yeah, we're going to take them away from their parents. They're going to take them away from their parents. Um, and and it's interesting that we, we are, in the article, I thought was very telling that obviously pointing out that we're experiencing the next wave of how a religion, evangelicalism, is aligning itself with a political party. And they're saying, watch, evangelicalism will die because... The, the, the younger people coming up will go, I want no part of that because these are the things that they do. You know, the fact, the, con- the consistent line, you know, by, by uh, President Trump, they will associate evangelicalism going, lying is fine. We, we support people who lie. And they can see it. They're smart. People are smart. You know, you can't pull the wool over their eyes forever. They, people eventually go, wait a second. I mean, that's the whole reason we're sitting here, right? Mm-hmm. And so I just think that that's telling. I think evangelicalism, you know, with the proof with that article, I think it's it. People will fade away from it. Now, maybe they'll gravitate towards a more traditional view, orthodox view of Christianity, Mm -hmm. which I've actually known people personally here in Middle Tennessee that have kind of going, okay, I'm done with the evangelical thing. I want to go back to a little bit more liturgical thing because it's more meaningful. Um and, and, you know, I don't know, but evangelicalism, I think, in 20 years from now will be minuscule compared to what it is right now. Yeah. Potentially. There's a term. Oh, amen. <laughs> amen. Yeah. And why does it need to take 20 years? I mean, it may it, not. It just hopefully it takes five. I don't know. I, I think they're on the fast track. Yeah, yeah they've earned it. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and you know, uh, we should attach the. Uh, I'll find the link to that article. Maybe we I should would attach love, it into yeah. this. And, and, and I would uh, love to see it. Yeah, and I know a lot. Of, I know a lot of people, will, listeners, will when it starts getting political, political like that, will turn it off because you know a lot of people on the far right, well, they just don't believe that. You, know, you mentioned cages; they don't believe that's what really happened. And and uh, it's funny. I was. Um, 
I, I've been watching more Fox News here lately mm-hmm. uh, because I've been interacting with more people on the right, and I wanted to really understand. Um, it, 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 it's. I mean, it's it's a totally different world. Uh, and so Saturday or Sunday, I don't remember which day it was, but I was I was watching um, CNN, and they were talking about the the treaty uh, between Israel and Sudan, which I, I don't know the ins and outs of the treaties, but on the on the surface, it seems great. I mean, it's peace. It's people are not going to be fighting and people losing their lives and things like that. Seems like a great thing. And so they they have the story, and the story is very. I think very fairly done. You know, they're, they're given you know the administration credit that they've done this and they've done that, and they had a little spill on you know something Donald Trump says. Uh, they did show him on the on the phone with I guess Netanyahu, and he said, "Do you think Sleepy Joe can do this? Oh, yeah, could whatever get this done?" And then he's like, "Hey, we're we're for whoever can can bring us peace." But then I switch over to Fox News and and the the morning people on Fox News are saying, now for a story you won't hear on any other network. And they go into that same story. <laughs> well, it just came from that story. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going, that. that's what people hear all the time. And, yeah. I, and I will say this too. I think people on the left, if you only listen to one, one or only watch one station, oh, sure. you're, you're getting, there are things on Fox News that probably should be reported on CNN that aren't and vice versa. Uh, and they both do stories about how the other one doesn't cover certain news stories. Uh, but uh, at the end of the day, um, you can take the president at his words. And, uh, and he is attached to evangelicals. He has that evangelical committee, Paula White, all that, all that group that's supporting. And, uh, and I, I think they're going to, I think that movement, the evangelical movement, is going to suffer. Yeah, uh, because I, I just I mean I've got two daughters, and they're young, and I mean I, one of them's twenty four, one of them's twenty, and like yours, they want nothing to do with that. They want truth. They want you know they they're they're kind kids. They want to you know help other people, love other people, and and all that. But they they don't they don't want that. And uh, and I'm I'm happy with that that they just you know uh, just. Having, um, I regret having them in church most of their life, yeah. you know. So that's where, like with your kids, it's yeah. just not, you know, they can make their choice later on what they yeah. want to do. But you know, it's yeah. it's great that they have not been brought up with. Uh, I'll use the term that I mean I was not intentionally because my parents thought they were doing the right thing, but basically was brainwashed growing up that that's the only truth and again that's not what they meant to do they thought they were saving me from hell I mean so they thought they were doing the right thing but um, but it's 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 tough yeah yeah and and it is and and I get it you know any ship that's sinking you know everybody starts bailing really hard to try to save the ship you know I think we're seeing that you know uh, I would sit there and go, is that what they mean by persecution? But, well, no, it couldn't be because they've been, you know, the persecution line's been around forever, you know. It's always been there. It's never, it's not anything new. 
Just like end times. It's the end times. Yeah. It's always That's the end times. That's been going on for 2,000 years. Oh, yeah. yeah. I know. Paul wrote about it. The rapture, is, the rapture is, is, is just around the corner. Didn't happen this Feast of Trumpets, so it's probably next year. Pat was, Pat was assured recently. Yeah, he was. Tell us about what Pat said. Pat uh, said that, uh, that God spoke to him and told him that, uh, that uh, our, our current president was going to win re-election. And that he was going to usher in the end times. Was there like a meteor was going to hit the earth or something? Uh, I didn't Did I see that. that yeah, no, that's yeah. what he said. Yeah. He said a meteor? Yeah, but I've, I've kind of got a, a, a theological view on that. Is that because he's a false prophet, that meteor will probably land him on, on his head and will stone <laughs> it. That's, that's, that, that's, the that's the astrological uh, version of stoning. Yeah. Since he was, was a, a false prophet. He was a meteor. Yeah. So, which actually I think is interesting. Did you see they've seen that meteor that's, uh, I don't know how far, 200 and some million uh, miles from Earth that they said it's made of it's made of metal? And they said that the metal on this meteor, it's probably about the size of West Virginia, that it's probably worth about 10,000 times our global economy. And I'm sitting there going... People are going to start racing for this meteor that's going yeah. through space. Watch, you just watch. The, something's going to happen. Somebody's going to make a declaration. But anyways, I yeah, um, I totally diverted. From it, that. It'll be Amazon. Yeah, it will. <laughs> Jake Bezos is just like I'm going meteor hunting. <laughs> I'll use my petty cash to get up there. <laughs> petty cash. Oh man. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know. You know, to circle back around to that I, I see I don't see any persecution I don't you know when you compare to like you said David about people who truly are persecuted the Christians have got the easiest life in the United States of America today it completely cheapens those that are are mm-hmm. truly persecuted not just historically persecuted mm-hmm. because uh, you know that gets dismissed uh, unjustly, the historical persecution, but the it, it hasn't ended. Mm-hmm. You know, there there has been no end to that persecution. It's it looks different. You know, it's a little tamer than it used to be. Um, you know, we're not we're not sending uh, blankets to uh, Native Americans that have been uh, used by smallpox victims. You know, purposefully anymore, but we are persecuting uh, just as as badly. So that was uh, basically a bacterial weapon, or yeah, uh, bacterial yeah. weapon. Back, Chemi- yeah, back then, I mean, it, it's it's yeah. documented. Chemical warfare. They would take blankets from smallpox uh, patients and box them up and give them as gifts. Uh, and Gosh, and just... it it it. Uh, was far more effective than any of the wars. Oh my gosh! In, in just wiping out an, just entire pure. tribes. Pure evil. Yeah. So I, I've been I've been watching the show. Uh, everybody that I talk to says you need to watch Yellowstone. You need to watch Yellowstone. So I'm watching Yellowstone, and actually have become addicted to it. It's a great show. But there's mm-hmm. there's one scene where this Native American is walking out of a building, and there's a kid sitting there. And he's got a T-shirt on, and it's got um, it's got four Native American war chiefs on horses, and the the caption says 
fighting terrorism since 1492. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, uh, that is a great statement. So as much as we think that we're bank bringing, or, or you know, America is this, you know, uh, city on a sh- on a on a shining whatever that expresses light on a hill, whatever it is. Uh, <laughs> not to them. I mean, to them, they're terrorists. No, yeah. like giving them a blanket with with small smallpox. I mean, it's yeah. It's, we know uh, the story of Christopher Christopher Columbus. Now we know the reality of the. You know the drive to find gold and the and everything. We know the real reality behind what was really going on, and and how to see how aspects of Christianity, evangelical Christianity, have twisted that to to into this idea that God divinely uh, guided this man to come to the United States to create this because he was going to create this free land. It's it's a gross distortion of history yeah but they're that those are the people that are you know they're persecuted uh they're persecuted for their religious beliefs they're persecuted for um for you know uh you know just having land or not even they didn't think they owned a lot of the land it was just their you know what their hunting grounds and Mm -hmm. and you think of uh you know me being a middle-aged white guy uh, I can't even identify what it would be like to grow up in this country as an African American male. I can't even imagine it. Uh, and uh, and we could we could have a list, you know, a mile long of you know, LBGT and uh, all that. The people that have been persecuted for what they believe or who they are. Yeah, yeah, and and feigned uh, persecution like we've been talking about today, cheapens that, the cheapens real persecution, and it is a broad excuse not to act upon the persecution that, that's real. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's it, when you are, uh, you know, when you, when you are identifying as persecuted, then you have, you know, you're just taking care of your own. Well, the whole movie, God is Not Dead, is based on a guy in college being persecuted for what he believes. And they have made that mainstream. And, and you're, you're going, God, come on. I haven't watched that movie. Don't, and then they made don't the bother. You know, just, but that's the whole essence of the movie. It, it, the first movie is you know a kid that, that is basically being persecuted by his professor in college. Mm. And he's forced to defend what he believes in. And it's just... Uh, you know, uh, and and of course it's a it's a white kid with a white professor, and it's like it's totally just you look at it, and it's like it's some kind of it's mm-hmm. some kind of alternate. Well, no, it's not an alternate reality. It is reality. That's here. That's what that's what a lot of evangelicals actually believe. But it is just you know being questioned for your beliefs is not persecution. No, not at all. You know, if if you're trying to go into church and you're dragged off and thrown in jail. That's persecution. Yeah, which has never happened. Yeah. yeah. That I know of. Do, do you guys know of any situations where the government walked into a church and dragged people off and put them in jail purely because they were they believed in uh, in Jesus? In this country? In this country? No. Mm-mm. No, I mean, unless it was a... I mean, unless it was a black church and somebody came in there to pull them out because they were... Because their skin color, 
not yeah, because of what yeah. they believed. No, yeah. that's happened. I mean, that's that's yeah, happened. Absolutely. Yeah, but no, not that's not because just somebody believed in Jesus. Yeah, I yeah. mean, and it happens. It ha- I mean, you talking about cheapening persecution? You can stay within Christianity and go to other countries and see that persecution. Yeah, where they there actually are they're having to live in secret. I mean that that's persecution. No, absolutely, no that that absolutely happens and. In, in, and to Jim's point, we don't ever want to belittle the the real um, issues of persecution that happen to people. Mm. Right. Uh, but no matter what, no matter what, yeah, yeah, no matter what, that's right. Uh, but to claim you're persecuted when you're one of the most elevated, you know, privileged privileged people and in this United States. Uh, but we we saw a little bit here in Nashville too a couple of weeks ago there was some dude that came through that I'd never even heard of um, um, that kind of looked like he oh, Steve um, Steve yeah, he, uh, he looked like he walked out of yeah. a warrant cover band and um, um, but he they were doing this in downtown Nashville with about what 7,000 people not wearing masks you know being a like a hashtag super spreader uh, situation saying we're going to get up and we're going to worship and we're going to play music because um and, and it was it he was saying that the, the the government was persecuting the church by not letting them get together or was he saying the covid-19 was you know no i can i don't know i don't want to miss i don't want to i'm not quoting him but it was something to do with this is an attack on the church yeah so now and, they're being per- and so persecuted now by a virus screw everybody we're going to do what we need to do and in the middle of what we're doing, and you're just putting people in danger. I know John MacArthur has done that in in California. He yep. is he's uh, he's been fined by the yeah. government, and they've had an outbreak in their church. And they have, now they've had an outbreak in the church. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So um, it's a shame because yeah. people come to church and they're told, "Hey, we're praying over it, and you're safe. You're not going to get it," and then they get it. Yeah. And you know, the, the virus does not. You know, we saw that from Kenneth Copeland. You know, you can't <laughs> make the virus go away. <laughs> that, that, that video, he's yeah, like, yeah, it doesn't yeah, work that way. The virus doesn't care about what yeah. you believe in. But it, but but if you do have all these pastors that have the gift of healing, why why are they not going into COVID wards and heal, healing everybody? I don't know. And if God doesn't want them to be healed, then mm-hmm. what does that say? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's weird how everybody had to pay money to go see Benny Hinn to get healed. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I still, I still go back to, you know, it's all just based out, rooted in fear. Yeah. Yep. And whatever, whatever, uh, we can use to promote more fear, the better. Yes. Cause it furthers our cause. The cause. Yeah. It's been a good, good discussion. Thank you for bringing the yeah. question. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, mm-hmm. guys. Uh, well, man, thanks for joining us. Um, you can find us uh, at all the places that you'll, my voice will be telling you about shortly. Yeah, <laughs> and it's a nice voice. I like your voice. Ah, yeah, that's what that's what Amy says. It says you have a very, a very uh, good radio type voice. Very. She says, you know, she says you, uh, Jim doesn't sound like you do. <laughs> what do you think that means? Oh, I know what it means. Like I grew up in the South. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah. I've never noticed that. Well, my parents didn't grow up in the South. Yeah. You did. 
I, I grew up. I grew up right here in Middle Tennessee. Middle Tennessee. Franklin. Yeah, my kids too. You know, yeah. they're all born here, raised here, and yeah. But you, but you and, and Tracy aren't from here, so you don't. Right. Uh, you don't have accents, and my parents didn't have accents, but I've developed some sort of accent. Certain words, primarily. Yeah. But you had to go to college to get that. Yeah, and I've, I've noticed I use certain words that I only use in the South. Yeah. I'll say that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I'm fixing to. I say that. Yeah. I'm, fixing I'm fixing to, to I'm say fixing to. that. I'll say it, but I'm fixing to. <laughs> Come on, I'll carry you over there. You know, that's a car ride, Carrie. Yeah, I'll carry you. Yeah, come on. I'll carry you over there. Load up. That's good. <laughs> All right. Hey, we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. Our greatest hope for this podcast is for you to join the conversation. You can do so at that'squestionable.com, that's questionable podcast on Instagram, or that's question a one on Twitter. We look forward to hearing from you. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of those casting the pod.